welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real people, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am excited because I'm about to bring an interview to you today that I had with Julie Nowacki. She is part of a really cool ministry. But before that, I'm going to talk a little bit about some changes that has come to Sounding the Light. I did not realize until just today that it has been three years to the day since I posted the last interview. The last one was on May 6th of 2016. This is now May 6th of 2019, and I promise you there is a reason. (laughs) Uh, One of the biggest being that my family and I moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Eugene, Oregon, In June of 2016, yes, that is all the way from the southeast to the Pacific Northwest, and uh, we felt like God was moving us out here, and we've settled, and it's amazing. We love it here. It's been great, Uh, but I had no idea when we moved. I just thought it was going to be, you know, maybe a couple of months settling in, and then I was going to start my interviews back up again. And uh, yeah, no, that (laughs) that was not going to be happening. It took us a little while to settle in and then to get the kids in school. And then when my daughter hit middle school, I ended up homeschooling her. And uh, in the middle of all of that, my husband and I bought a new business. And we have been, you know, getting that up and running for the last year or two. And then I also uh, produced and released a new album. It is my Christmas album. It's called In the Time of Christmas, which I had so much fun doing. But, you know, in the middle of everything, lots of craziness happening, um, lots of upheaval <laughs> happening in the middle of the trying to settle in, in a completely new place, there would be these little spots where sounding the light would just kind of, I'd, I'd pick it up again and kind of kick it around and God, what do you want me to do with this? And each time things started kind of morphing into a little bit of a different direction and focus, not necessarily a different direction as much as more of an expanding. Before, it was focused on musicians and how they are shining God's light with their music, also artists. But I felt like God wanted to expand my horizons and borders to people who are shining his light through media, through writing, through nonprofits, through all different kinds of ministries. And the more that I started opening my horizons like that, the more people that God had me coming in contact with that I just, I'm so excited about sharing their testimonies here on Sounding the Light. So I've got some really awesome interviews coming up here really soon. So stay tuned. My guest today is Julie Nowacki. She is one of the co-founders of the Elrod Center, along with licensed counselor Marion Stiegler. I have known Julie now for a couple of years, and I gotta say, she is one of the most excited and driven and focused and effervescent people I've met. And I just love the way that when God gives her a vision and something new to do, even if it's something that she feels like is from left field— She steps up and she's like, okay, God, whatever you got, I'm following it. And God is just using her to touch so many people's lives in so many different ways. 
Today, we're only talking about one of them. That is the Elrod Center. But she has got so many other ministries that she has begun and or is a part of right now. And uh, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful person. So she inspires me. And I hope as you listen to the interview today that you are inspired as well. The Elrod Center is actually a place that she and Marion began um, a, a little over a year ago now. It's a place where kids can come and work through negative emotions and try to understand their world through art and organized play uh, and other things that they've got going on there at the Elrod Center. I love this concept. I love what Julie and Marion are doing there because we're so aware these days of the fact that depression is hitting our kids and leading them to suicide and attempted suicide You know, there's a lot of darkness out there that just hits these kids, and they don't know how else to deal with it. So Julie and Marion, their hearts have gone out to this situation, and God has provided a way through them to reach these kids. So here is the interview that I did with Julie Nowacki at the Elrod Center. So, Julie, thank you so much for being a guest on Sounding the Light. I am excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. And it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things going on with you. Yes. And with Elrod. Yes. So, you and Marion Mm -hmm. Steeler, right, Mm -hmm. are the head of Elrod Center. Mm -hmm. You began it from ground up. Mm -hmm. What is the Elrod Center? Yeah, so the Elrod Center is a creative arts and therapy center for kids. So we're using artistic expression and therapeutic intervention to increase the social and emotional intelligence of our youth. Obviously, there's a huge mental health crisis happening Mm -hmm. with our youth with suicide, depression, anxiety, and it's not going to get better. And so we need to do something different. And so we saw a need in the community and we said, what could we do to help? And that's how Elrod Center was born. Um, It was birthed out of tragedy. My own father-in-law took his own life in Mm. October of 2016 and his name was Rod. And at the time when that happened, um, a few months prior to that, I was at a conference and I was able to just see the creativity that was taking place and the healing that was happening during these different forms of artistic expression. And I myself even had just a healing take place when someone danced over me. Mm. I came with excruciating back pain and there was someone that said, well, can I dance over you? I'm like, uh, okay, (laughs) this is awkward, but all right, sure. And there was just something that happened in my spirit that just came alive. And I was like, there is something here. What would this look like if we were to take something like this back to the community? And so that's kind of just what we have been doing. We just connected with artists and therapists and said, how can we have something like this? And um, literally, I didn't know it would be something that I would be personally Mm -hmm. doing. I thought I would be connecting with other organizations. But when that situation happened with my father-in-law, it was very apparent that this is something the Lord is mandating for me to say yes to. And so I said yes, not knowing what I was doing. (laughs) Literally. let's speak about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you get this, you get this. Almost a, like a word or a vision, mm-hmm. this feeling that you need to be starting this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, where did you come from before that? Like, had you had experience with this kind of thing before? Not particularly. So, like, growing up, I was involved in dance and I was involved in music and choir. And I was always, like, 
on the stage and led being in performance. My parents were on the road doing music and stuff. So I'd been around a lot of artistic, you know, kind of expressions. And then I worked for a record company for 20 years helping manage artists. So I saw the healing that took place when these artists would go through those brokenness and their pain in their life and they would write songs out of it and there would just be tremendous healing. So that's kind of my background, but it was with adults, not youth. Mm. And I think the more I started getting involved in the community with like Junior League and we were going after the sex trafficking that was happening and the Mm. homelessness, then I got involved with Miss Lane County and it was we got to be a part of, you know, the younger generation. And then I got involved in American Heritage Girls and just saw the identity of these kids and that they were really struggling with identity and purpose. And so that idea for the, you know, bringing those two together was just really apparent that this is something that needs to happen to just help our future leaders of America heal. So we are sitting here in your Elrod office Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. which was not even in existence, what, about a year ago, right? And right. now it's, yeah. like, practically blowing up. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how, <laughs> about how this even came about. Yeah, so Marion and I had an opportunity to speak at a, like, a women's conference and share what we were doing with Elrod. Now, we were not even, like, official. We didn't have our 501c3. We didn't have a building. We had an idea and a concept, and we're like, okay, sure, we'll we'll speak this into existence. And so I just had this idea, like, maybe I should put something on there saying that we're looking for some space. Thinking it might take, like, six to nine months to find a building because mm-hmm. we were very specific on what we needed. Um, and literally that night we were tagged in a post. The next day we were looking at this facility. The next two days we were starting the process of signing a lease. Now, mind you, we had no money in the bank because we, we weren't even like, we, we didn't even think this was like going to happen this fast. But when God is in it, he's in it. And there's yes. suddenlies that happen. And the suddenly happened, but it wasn't without a lot of prayer and consistent like, okay, Lord, you know our heart. This is your vision. So you're going to bring things to fruition. So the way it happened was just supernaturally. We ended up signing the lease with no money in the bank. The property management company said, that's fine. We'll give you the first two months free. Wow. Um, we signed the lease on April 1st on Easter last year, and we got our keys on Good Friday. So if that's not no God way. talking about the resurrection power, the life that, you know, it happens when we celebrate Easter and we got possession of this building, then I don't know what is. We have been on this complete faith journey. Mm-hmm. Our currency is not in money. It's in faith. And each month God has provided Sometimes we're like, well, we don't know what we're going to be able to do because we don't have the funds. And then a check comes in the mail. So we are literally just doing this on faith. So would you say that your uh, experiences with being a promoter to begin with and everything, Mm -hmm. has that really helped in what you've been doing with Elrod? Absolutely, yeah. So prior to Elrod, I started Convergent Promotions, Mm -hmm. which is basically just a way that I come alongside of faith-based ministries and events and say, what can I do to serve you? How can I help you? The Lord has just gifted me with a lot of people, and I don't need all these people for myself, so I love tapping into other people's dreams and visions and coming alongside and championing them. So prior to Elrod being started and really like coming into the community in 2016 also in August, Convergent Promotions was started. Wow, God was 
It, it was you a lot. Yeah, 2016 <laughs> was literally a birthing year. So wow. from August 2016 to April 2018, when we took possession of this building, I had already made a lot of community connections and impact just with what I was doing through Convergent. That when Elrod came on the scene, it was really just God's hand in it. There was so much grace and favor because of what he had already done prior. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that that is a huge reason why we are getting the just the favor and the grace in this hour because of everything that I have plowed and everything I have sowed. And Marion was working for a different organization at the time and everything she was doing and impacting the kids' lives and wanting to step out and do something a little bit different. That's kind of how our missions came together because I don't have the therapy background. So me bringing this type of center by myself, I was more focused on the art side. I can have art classes. I can just get kids exposed to things and dance and and drama and let's see what happens. But the therapy side, that was a whole other animal that I had to have the right person. So that brings me to my next question, which is how did you and Marion meet how did you guys even grow this vision together right and and that's a complete other god story so we have a mutual friend that i don't even think i had met yet but marion did because she sold her a car when she was working at a um a facility you know like a car place and so she basically saw marion was stepping out wanting to do some faith-based play therapy Mm -hmm. and she said you need to meet with julie because julie has this vision that she wants to do something very similar so Marion and I met, and I shared with her what God was kind of downloading, and she thought she was just going to come alongside of me and write some programs and just do some stuff, but then God made it really evident that we were supposed to partner together, and that was in, gosh, July 2017. Okay. So this is so, about maybe six or eight months after you had first yep. felt this. Yeah, because in January of 2017, I started kind of collaborating with people and we started meeting and I just started saying what would this look like how can we do this so I was already gathering people with my vision before I even knew what I was doing (laughs) and people were like yeah that looks amazing that sounds amazing how can I be involved and like well let's just talk because I have no idea I didn't have a time frame for Elrod I honestly thought it would be a five to ten year plan that would actually be getting it going because I had no background I I was like well we can do some art classes and a community center was willing to offer us their space but the lord obviously had a much different idea <laughs> as he often does right? exactly <laughs> we, we see the path he's like mm, yeah. right yeah it's so much yeah, bigger so much better the, yeah it's like the ephesians three twenty. like god will do above and beyond what we can ask think or imagine and so when we dream big if our dreams don't scare us and they're not mm-hmm. big enough because god goes above and beyond that so that has been my my verse for this season i love it yeah wow that's exciting so you have been getting a lot of buzz yes. lately, like just in the last few months. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm actually looking at a magazine here, Lane County Magazine called Mom Magazine. And your husband, your little girl, and yourself is right there on the cover. Tell me about how this is happening. Yeah, so that was a funny thing. Um, a friend of mine, a mutual friend that's a doula here in the community, she herself was a cover mom. And she kind of saw what was happening with Elrod. And again, I've only known her for, gosh, not even two years. Um, And she's like, I would love to nominate you for this magazine. I said, okay, like, what is, what do we do? How does that work? And so long story short, she nominated me. I was selected. Um, They chose us to be on the cover. But the most 
awesome thing was that Elrod was also selected as the Community Impact Award of 2019 of the Mom Magazine. Wow. So not only are we in this magazine, we also have an ad for Elrod, and we have a thing that says that we are the Community, um, you know, award for 2019. So we're getting all this additional press. So see, here's our ad. That will be in all the magazines so that they put out, you know, every, yeah, every quarter. And then here's our congratulations to Elrod Center. Oh, I love it. So we, we definitely made a significant splash with the Mom Magazine. And so they helped promote, like, our prom. They helped promote a fashion show fundraiser that a local salon and um, clothing company did for us last week. And they also helped promote our dance fundraiser that's six. Five or six different dance companies here in town put on to benefit Elrod. And these are not just Christian organizations. Correct. These are Yeah, these are, these are community organizations. And what's really interesting is we are actually receiving more positive feedback and support from the non-faith-based community. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Because I think what we're doing is, you know, in the, in the faith-based, we're a creative evangelism healing center. Because we mm-hmm. know that through the power of God and what we're doing, our hands and feet, they are healing. But in the community, we're a creative arts and therapy center. So the reason why we really wanted to say that we're faith-based, and we've received some backlash for that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that. We can talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Um, But we really wanted it to be a place where if someone needed prayer and wanted prayer, we could offer that and not get in trouble for it. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So tell tell me about the yes, ascension that you got yes, from that. Yeah. You know, whenever you step into something um, that's that's this big and it's really God's vision, you're going to have some obstacles and you're going to have some opposition. So for sure, some backlash from different community, you know, groups of people. But what I have loved is it has opened up conversation for us to have, you know, particularly with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. You know, we are faith-based and we do know that. And so they wanted to bring, you know, some of their kids to our sessions and they wanted us to really celebrate and enthusiastically really come alongside of these kids and really support them in their decision, whether, however mm-hmm. they wanted to be identified. And we basically replied and said, we are faith-based because of this. Like we, Mary and I, we have biblical principles that we follow. We expect that same to be here in the center. Don't steal, don't lie, treat each other with respect. I mean, just biblical kind of human being, you know, responsibilities. Yes. Um, but we're going to celebrate every child. We are not here to try to change a kid. We are coming and we're meeting them right where they're at without an agenda. And so we shared that and we were able to have incredible conversations. And then we also had witches contact us wanting to bring their kids. So I get excited because we're, we're basically being the hands and feet of Jesus. We're not preaching at them. We're not saying everything that this is what the Bible says. We're just showing them love. And showing them that we love you for who you are. What can we do to help? And there's many other places that they can go to get help. It's Mm -hmm. not like we're the only one. There's incredible organizations that are doing amazing work. We just want to fill in some gaps with Elrod. And right here in the center of Eugene, (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) And that's the other thing. Right where we're located, we had no idea, but there's a huge art initiative that is all about enhancing this direct area where we are. And they have this whole collaboration that's happening with artists. Hmm. And so we're looking at how we can combine utilizing some of their artists to volunteer with our kids and create the synergy of the generations. And 
this exact location and this exact area is being like completely reinvented. Like they're going to start having art on all the different like fences. They're going to, I mean, it's, Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just incredible. So for God, the places right here oh my goodness, yes. is just like, it's just him. He knew. So, he always does. He yes, knows he what does. He's doing. Yeah, every exactly. little detail. I know. Is perfectly. It shouldn't out. surprise us, but it does. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm sure more than surprise excites. Oh, definitely. Because as yes. you see things more and more coming together, right? and you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of hindsight, 2020. Mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Yeah. So, what does a typical class look like? Yeah, so right now we have three weekly art therapy classes happening, and they age from, you know, range for ages from like 6 to 18, um, and basically what happens is we have a registered art therapist who is here, and so different age group of kiddos come in, and we do a project with them, and it really is just kind of based on what the art, you know, therapist decides on that day, um, but one that I remember sitting in on was just really neat because it was with younger kids, and they were making a joy collage, And so basically we had some just, you know, newspaper out, magazines, scissors, glue, paper. And we said, cut out the things that really bring you joy, that make you happy inside. And so you have kids cutting out like horses, dogs, candy, you know, just trips and all that (laughs) stuff. Right. And and it seems so like basic. But yet what we're able to do in that setting is then after we're finished, we go around the room and we have these kids introduce themselves on who they are. And then they get to share why they did what they did. And so not only are we increasing these kids like just emotional vocabulary and creating a setting where they can wait and listen to their peers and be respectful. We're giving them public speaking. We're teaching them also like mindful techniques before the class, kind of breathing in, breathing out. And we've each, we've actually had like adults come to these classes with their kids and, um, and they do the projects with their kids. And then they they get to experience this mindfulness techniques. Oh, and we've great. had adults say, wow, I actually used that when I was like almost, you know, going to lose it. So we're not only impacting the youth, we're impacting the families as well. Yeah. And that I'm sure helps even them to connect, you know, exactly between themselves, especially if there's any kind of, you know, dysfunction. Right. Yeah. That's wow, right. That's great. Yeah. So that's kind of what a typical art therapy class, but again, it can range from painting to clay to, you know, to coloring, to cutting, to whatever. Do you guys have any music? Um, you know, that's a great... I don't think we actually do have music playing in the background, but we do have stereos. That's mm-hmm. a great suggestion. Yeah. Because I do know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, therapy mm-hmm. that happens. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And and yeah. I mean, we thought about, of course, incorporating, like, one class that I really want to have um, at the center, which I know we will once we're we're kind of remodeling and refinishing and getting all our murals and stuff on the wall, um, is a grief songwriting class for kids. So for kids, yeah. when they process their grief, bring in a songwriter, bring in a, you know, a musician, bring in a therapist and have these kids write out kind of the process mm-hmm. of going through grief. The reason why that's so strongly you know, means so much to me is because my own daughter, when she was seven, after her grandpa Rod passed away, um, she wrote a song about him and it was called Drop Me a Letter in the Sky. And that's how she processed her grief. Uh, yeah. Well, you so, think about David in the Bible, that's right? how he processed exactly. <laughs> Right? And you know, there's no junior Holy Spirit. These kids are, they are mm-hmm. so equipped. And um, that's, that's our big thing. We want to equip, engage, and empower this next generation. 
Speaking of, yes, you had mentioned Convergent Promotions yes. earlier. Yep. And you were talking about how Convergent Promotions is actually something that will help these kids as they come out mm-hmm. of these classes. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of something that the Lord just kind of recently highlighted to me because I kept asking God, why did you give me two two assignments very almost simultaneously and they're both really expanding and growing and catching on. And he basically kind of showed me that Convergent Promotions is a next generation media platform. So right now, I mean, I've come alongside of movies. I've done, you know, different mobilization of events. And so I've created a lot of relationships and a lot of connections nationwide and even worldwide. Um, and so what I would love to see, and I, and I believe it's going to happen, is with these Elrod kids that are wanting to pursue music. And they want to go into the industry and they want their songs to be heard. Oh, I forgot to mention. So these kids, when they, when they write their song, then they can go and they can get that song recorded and then they have their own little single that they have and they can give to their family or their friends and oh, which yeah. 12-year-old or 14-year-old doesn't want to have a recorded <laughs> single, right? right. So, um, so back to Convergent. So basically taking them under my wing and really managing them and creating a platform for them that's very pure, very, you know, based on integrity. And it doesn't take advantage of their gifting. It it comes alongside of them and it basically kind of catapults them in a way where they don't have to strive to try to make it in the industry because I will have already had all these established relationships that I have that it's basically like, hey, here's, you know, Johnny that is wanting to pursue what do you have available for him, and how could we get him over to your area of the country? That's amazing, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that would, that would give them a reason, as they're getting older, I'm sure, too, mm-hmm. by the time that they get there, they'll know what they're doing. They'll know yeah. what to expect with it. Yeah. And it's also, even for the dancers, you know, and the ones that want to pursue theater, we have relationships with other companies here in town that if they want to take it to the next level, we will connect them to that dance studio. We will connect them to that theater company. If finances are a problem, we will scholarship them so they can pursue that. We don't want anything to hold them back from from what they really are called to do. Um, And because Convergent is already has presence in 12 other states and two other provinces in Canada. Wow. There's already momentum and future places where Elrod centers will probably be planted. Yes. So that is wow. That is so great. Yeah. And God has given you especially like such a gift of seeing these connections, seeing these roads ahead. And obviously you were talking about like God just, you know, drop things in your heart. And you're like, how do I even do this? Mm-hmm. But he's also given you the ability mm-hmm. to see a road and, and walk <laughs> it. And I'm sure this, I can only imagine that this has built your faith oh. in crazy ways. Astronomically. And, you know, it's really been something where it's like I see something. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there's people that say, Julie, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I don't <laughs> think you're going to find a building in Eugene that's less than a dollar a square foot. And we found this building it was 78 cents a square foot. Wow. So it really has increased my faith and and really set me in a place where I just have, I, I just believe for anything. You know, I'm one where I'm like, don't tell me that God can't do that. Because just what has happened in this last year, I I will shout it from the rooftops that God can do anything. <laughs> I mean, literally. And don't allow fear to hold you back from what God is asking you to do. Because he wants to partner with us. And he wants us to be obedient. And he wants us to step in the, uh, the alignment of who he's called us to be. And it's easier for him to direct our steps once we're moving. But if we're stand, standing still and we're just like, we're not moving because we don't know what what 
everything is in front of us, then, I mean, God's not going to give you everything. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. He wants to, if you had everything and you knew everything, how everything was going to work out, what would you need to rely on him for? Yes. So every single day, it's relying on him and his plans and his purposes and me getting out of the way. And honestly, so many people are like, Julie, how do you do what you're doing? You have this going, you have this going. And honestly, I, I tell them there's just this, this level of, of peace and grace. And that's the operational power of God that is working and being demonstrated through you when you are stepping into your calling. I I just, like, my whole brain is, like, just at peace. When some people would be like, you are just going so many different directions. <laughs> it's who God has created me to be, and I'm not going to deny that. And those people that are supposed to align with me and partner with me, they will accept me that way. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get over the fear of man and be like, you know what? This is what God has called me to do. If you're not going to champion me, then I don't have time. For you to be critical because this is what my God is. This is what he's doing. Yes. And I will stand before him one day and he will say, I asked you to do this. Did you do this? And if I said no because I was afraid what all these yes. people would think, that is no. My, my fear is the high reverence of God that he created me for this season, for this time. And I want to stand before him and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come in. So... I love that. We're going to church right here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's really great. So if there's anybody listening mm-hmm. who wants to mm-hmm. partner with this or mm-hmm. to give or to, you know, pray, like, let us know how we can do that. Yeah. We have a website, which is lrodcenter.com. And I forgot to say what the LROD meant because that was yes. another download that the Lord just really, I like acronyms. And so I knew that this was going to be in memory of, of my father-in-law, Rod. So I knew that, but I knew I couldn't just call it Rod. So I sat with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, what what am I supposed to put in front of this? And he's like, El Shaddai, El Hohim. I was like, El, E-L, El Rod. Whoa. And then I looked it up, and it's it means God our King. Hmm. I was like, whoa, okay. Whoa. That's just... That's just God. And so it stands for Empowering Lives, Reclaiming Our Destiny. And so that's the acronym of Elrod. And then we have a scripture that's Psalms 23, 4, because I really wanted it to have Rod's name in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, the Rod and my staff, they will comfort me. Love it. Now, little did I know that when Rod passed away, the scripture that was in his obituary was Psalms 23. Wow. Right? Yeah. So when it came out... Because he was a very private man, very quiet. We didn't really have a service for him or anything. We did some spreading of ashes, but it wasn't anything that was extravagant. You know, they put out the obituary, and there was Psalms 23. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, God. Right? <laughs> I, I hear you. So if there's no confirmation, then I, I don't know what is. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely love all the prayers we can get, you know, financially. Since we are doing this completely volunteer ran. Mary and I both have jobs that we work. She's in the field full time. I work at a special needs preschool. We are just kind of doing this as we're <laughs> as as we can. Um, so financially, we are always looking for for ways to be you know to donate because the center of course is going to be operating out of that. All the money goes towards the kid. Nobody is getting paid for anything. Um, and then we have of course. Um, we have our Facebook page. 
We try to share things on there, different events, different quotes, different statistics. So we'd love, you know, for people just to follow that. If this is something where you're like, wow, this would be an amazing thing to have in our community, you know, you can reach out to me, Julie, at lrodcenter.com. Um, like I said, we are planning on really creating this this um, model so it can be replicatable. Mm-hmm. We already have states and countries wanting this model. And, and um and again, if there's something that you're like, wow, this is something that I, I would love to do and, and I have an idea for it, where we started was just getting together with people, like-minded people, artists and therapists, and saying, could you see something like this? What could we do? And of course, yours may look different than Elrod, but if you want to somehow be really connected to Elrod, kind of the hub of um, kind of our headquarters here in Eugene, <laughs> that we've already kind of figured out some things, then yeah, we are... Definitely open to conversation. And if people you know, want their churches to mm-hmm. learn about this, like mm-hmm. you are willing to absolutely you know, go speak. I, yes. I know that you've been asked several times already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my speaking calendar is definitely filling up. Um, yeah, we would love to come share with different churches, different pastors, different schools. You know, we're partnering with schools, creating some relationships there for not only professional development, but even like incorporating some of this stuff into schools. Um, because we have several phases of Elrod, the art therapy is just one component that we rolled out just because we wanted to be doing something successfully before we started, you know, rolling out the other phases. But we have like mentoring that we want to do, professional mentorship, peer mentorship, life skills. We want to do, you know, like I said, music and dance and drama. Um, we really, I mean, I have huge, I have new divisions, like taking these kids and getting them into the prison systems and doing the, the performances and getting them out in the community. I mean, once you have a solid group of kiddos and you can really just impact the, the opportunities are endless. So yes, always open. And I, I love, I love tapping into people's passions, um, you know, that's what I do with Convergent is really come alongside of people. So being able to do that with the next generation, um, we're always looking for volunteers. I mean, we are always looking for ones to come and come to the art therapy classes, clean around the building, do some organizing. Again, we're all volunteer ran. So all yeah, nice. art supplies. I mean, those are the things that obviously we go through the most mm-hmm. is the art supplies because that's something that, you know, we utilize quite a bit. So we're always looking for donations for art supplies and um, any other stuff, any other creative stuff you have laying around. You're like, gosh, I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything with this. I'm sure we will take it off your hands because we really want to incorporate anything from like sewing to quilt making to any any type of creative thing that just gives these kids something to do that gets them out behind a technology device. Mm -hmm. So we are unplugged here. Yes. <laughs> One of the very few places <laughs> anymore. Right? Yeah. Which, of course, technology has its place. It does. Man, it it, it absolutely, be, yes. It's good to be free of it. It I mean, is. I mean, yeah. that's, what, that's what kids are so inundated mm-hmm. with all the time. Everybody is mm-hmm. all the time now. So mm-hmm. to come and let that go yep. and do something with your hands. Right, right. And with your mind. And yep. Yeah. That's, and have those positive neurons that are firing back like this instead of that fake kind of mm-hmm. cortisol hits that happen with technology where you're you're talking to someone and you feel that, but it's like it's not this. There's yes. something so important about the personal interactions, the, the one-on-one, you know, in group settings where you can really, yeah, have those positive experiences yeah. take place. Well, Julie, 
Yes, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for being on Sound of the Light. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed listening today. If you'd like to check out more about the Elrod Center or even get involved, there is a link to their website on this page. Thank you so much for visiting Sounding the Light. I enjoyed having you, and I hope to see you back again here real soon. Thank you.